Okay, so let's begin. Um, we're going to learn Shtikl from a Biruchim on on Yitzias Mitzrayim. One of the uh, the highlights of Yitzias Mitzrayim, of course, is Kriyas Yamsov, and this is taken from Parshas B'Shalach. Vayemer Hashem Almeishem Matitzak Eli. So we're going to learn a very big yisait in time for Pesach. This will be the last Rabbi Yerucham Bad before Yantif, so uh, we have to soak it all up. Rashi says on these words that Hashem says to Meish Rabbeinu, when Meish Rabbeinu is davening, that the, uh, you know, as they're standing before the Yamsi, he says, what are you screaming to me? What are you crying to me? So just march on, just, don't, just move, keep, keep going. So Rashi says... There's nothing left for you to do but to march on, to go, to travel. Because the sea is not going to stand in your way. It's Kedai, this Chus Avis that you have. It's Kedai, yours Chusim. And also, and the Amuna that you believed in me. And based on all of that, you just go and the yam will split before you. Okay, so that's a very fascinating Rashi. Rashi is saying that Hashem is giving a reason that Meshur Rabbeinu was just told to march on. It wasn't just Tam. It was, you have schusim, you have schusavis, you have your own schusim, you have emuna. you believed in me, you left Mitzrayim, and now the yam is going to split. There's nothing to stand around and wait for. There's no davening. Just go and it'll happen. So Amadnu Mikan al Yisay Gadol. Says Rabbi Rucham that we are, we were aiming on a very big Yisay here. Kisay ha-tfila hurat b'mahalech ha-teva. The side of tfila, the essence of tfila is really based on Teva, based on nature. Pasuk says all the way at the beginning of the Torah that there was no man yet to serve and to work the ground, and that's why the rain had not yet come. The rain only came once Adam Arishain was created to... Um, to Davin, and then the rain was able to come and make the Tvua come up. So Rashi says, to Why is it that Hashem did not cause it to rain? Because there was no man yet to serve and to work the ground. There is no one that would be able to appreciate the rain. When Adam was created, and now he realized we need rain, otherwise the crops are not going to grow, he davened for them. Once he davened, now the rain fell, and now all of a sudden the, the trees and the vegetation started to grow. Okay, so, Geshamim Haleihim Ba'ilam Ateva. Rain is something that is shayach to teva. Without rain, rain is a natural commodity that we need in order to make the ground be able to be fertilized, irrigated, and, uh, and ultimately for things to grow. You need rain. 
Beligesham halay ein kol tzemach lozeba inin atfila shken chokka kol habria meikar yitzirasa shakol al pesach akarka yamid. This is the uh, the the da, the um. The, uh, the that this is the lashon of the das taira there. I mean, this is, they're bringing Rabbi Rucha, a quote from Yerucham Sefer uh, earlier. He says that it's hochgach kalabria meikri yitzirasa shakel apesach ariyamid v'lo yitzmach v'linas in klum at sheyava yadam vumi mafteach vumi pesach akarki yikachim uvamahu leichem halayhu betfila v'chol ze dafka b'elam ateba. Of a bailam shall mailam in Ateva, move on Pashot, Kisham Leshech in Inatfila, Kisham in Kalikuvim in Kaltserech Betfila. So what he's saying is like this there's two different dimensions to the world around us. Because we have a dimension of, of Teva. Teva is something that Tfila works for. In order, to, uh, in order to get anything that we want in this world, you need to daven. If you want a shidduch, it's part of this world, you have to dive in it. You need a parnasi, you need a job, you need a, uh, you, anything that you want in life, you need to dive in for. Why? Because davening is hukkak in the teva. Davening is not something that we consider, we consider it to be like a, a supernatural thing, davening, but really it's not. You see that from the very foundation of, 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 of this world, the very first thing that grew, teva, Dependent on, depended on Adam Rishon's tefillah. Without Adam Rishon's tefillah, Teva would not have happened. It wasn't like a miracle that it grew. It was, you needed Teva, and there's a lot of Marmachimus for this, by the way, that, um, that, that tefillah is, I think there's a Marsha somewhere that speaks about this, that there's a, tefillah is not something that is a supernatural thing. Tefillah is like sort of baked into the Bria that the only way things will happen is if you daven for it. It's not like, you know, we, we sometimes think, oh, you want a miracle to happen, that's when you have to daven. No. If you want regular things to happen, you need to daven. Davening is not like a, a from kite. Davening is what causes, at least for Jews, what causes everything that we have is, is davening. A lot of times we think that, you know, that davening is like a last resort. Like, uh, I'm going to get a great college uh, you know, degree. I'm gonna like ace every every final, every midterm, every every semester. I'm gonna get straight A's, and I'm gonna you know have great references and a great resume and great uh, uh, summer internships. And uh, you know what? I'll also daven. Why not? Let's just daven, and maybe that'll can't hurt to daven, right? As a last resort, we'll daven. But the truth is that davening is not a last resort. Davening is really everything, even in the world of teba. Teva requires davening in order to accomplish something. You can't accomplish anything in your life unless you daven. That doesn't mean to say that people, like let's say they're not from and they're not davening, that they won't be able to exist. But for a from Shemitah Mitzvah, it's important for us to recognize that our davening is not something that's lamailam in teva, that's like an extra. Davening is the basics. Davening is the, is the aleph base of everything that we have in life. So then when they daven for something, what do you mean? I don't know. Like I daven for it. Let's say get a good mark on the test and like end up not. And I do my daven and everything. So right. How do you? So I mean, davening doesn't. 
davening a rabbi of mine once to, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to read every, uh, every day the Geras Haramban. Not because I was so from, but because I, it, sa- it says in the, you know, in, in, in small letters, you know, when I was in seventh and eighth grade, I, 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 you know, it says in little fonts on top of the Geras Haramban, in a lot of the Sidurim, So in the back of this sitter, look, listen to what... He's, I mean, the truth is that he writes about it inside the Igaris himself, but it says like this, um, Whoever says this Igaris, he's going to be spared from any tsara, which I interpreted at the time as, you know, I wouldn't fail any tests. He's guaranteed to be ben. I said, this is great. You know, at the end of davening every day, I should, you know, say, just rattle up the cigars of Ramban, and, uh, you know, and life will be good. He, he himself says, the Ramban writes in the letter itself at the end, he says, Tikra Igaris Hazais, this is the letter that he wrote to his son. So he's telling his son, read this letter, Pamachas Veshuvah once a week, and you're not, and never less than once a week, Lekaima, to keep it, Velachas Batam and Achash You'll be matzliach in everything that you do if you do that. So really, he uh, he basically promises that the Ramban. You got to have tacha from the Ramban. If you read this letter once a week, you're going to be spared from all bad. You're going to get Ilamaba. So it's a great way to get Ilamaba. This is and you take it up. You know, you take up this letter to Shemaim with you. You know, and you say, you know, I read this letter once a week. So. Like you, I was like puzzled why, like I still, you know, the things that I wanted or the tsaras that I was hoping to be spared from weren't happening. So I went to my rabbi Al Shalom, his name was Ramesha Fruchtandler, and um, I asked him, uh, you know, what's going on? How come it's not working? So I'll never forget. He told me that that davening or the Garis Haramban, all these things, it's not a it's not a vending machine. Vending machine, you go in, you put your, you know, your quarters in the time. Now it's a dollar, more than two dollars, whatever. You know, you put it in, and out comes your your Reisman cookie. Out, out comes your uh, your licorice, and you know, there's a quid pro quo. You do one thing, and this is there's there's a cause and effect. He says that's not the way it works when it comes to the world. You can't like you can't force Hashem's hand to do something because. You know, because you expect him to do something. That's not the way davening works. Davening is you daven, and your davening is supposed to produce the results that Hakadosh Baruch Hu considers, you know, what he wants for you. Now, what you want for yourself and what he wants for you might be two different things. I'm not explaining why you wouldn't do well on a test that you daven for. You know, and Hashem, you know, I'm sure would want you to do well on a test, but. Whatever Hakadosh Baruch Hu's cheshpan is, and I don't want to, I don't dare, you know, claim that I know what it is. But whatever it is, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, your davening accomplished a lot, but it didn't necessarily accomplish what you thought it should accomplish. It accomplished what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to accomplish. If that makes sense. So sometimes, um, you know, sometimes. I always give this marshal, and you probably heard me say it already many times. But um, you know, when my my kids, um, 
my boys particularly, when they were growing up, they wanted, uh, they wanted, it was a razor. You know what a razor is? Not the thing you shave with, it's a scooter. Now it's already, now they graduated, they want an e-scooter. They want, you know, these electric scooters, which are, and dangerous. I, very dangerous. And, and I, you know, and they, you know, it's not the money, and it's not the, the, it's just that I'm scared to death of these things. When I see, and every kid on the block has it. Every, every one of my younger son's friends, everyone has one. And they're all going together places, and they're scooting up and down the blocks and hills and going around. It's I would want one if I was a kid. Um, but, you know, I don't want my son to have it. I don't want him to have it. You know, I say, I'll get you something else. I'll get you a new bike, whatever. But I don't want, I don't think it's safe. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a sugar, and I'll agree. I, I'll admit, like, you know, my, I don't let my kids go ice skating. I'm afraid that, you know, the fingers... Your kids might need therapy as well. But, um, I'm joking. But, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm afraid, you know. So, so my kids are asking me for something, and I'm, I'm saying no, right? But, so... And sometimes Hashem does that also, Lahavdil. Sometimes, you know, we're sure that this is good for us. We're sure, I want a scooter. You know, whatever the equivalent of a scooter is for us. Like maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's a, whatever, getting into like a good grad school. Maybe it's a, a you know, a certain girl you're going out with, you like her a lot, and you think, it's, the Rebbein Hashem knows that it's not good for you for whatever reason. I don't know why. HaKash Baruch has a different girl set aside for you. Akash is a different Parnassa maybe for you, a different school. Maybe if you go to that school, it would not be good. It would not be good if you went to that school. Maybe, you know, you whatever. We don't know. You know, it's hard to say. Obviously, nobody could tell you for sure, but that's the way you have to think about things. When you daven for something and, you know, Akash answers your tefillah, but he, his answer could be a no, and that doesn't mean that that's a bad answer. That's what the best thing you could do. Like, obviously, I think my kids like realize that it's a bit extreme that I don't want them. But I think part of them realizes that they're doing it. I'm, you know, they're I'm doing it because I love them because I'm trying to protect them. Now, obviously, you can't protect your kids from everything. I recognize that. But things that I consider particularly dangerous, I think it's my obligation. I told my kids, you know, when you get when you when you become whatever, adults, and, you know, and you, you get married or you move, you do whatever you want. You know, you want to go ice skating every day, you want to build an ice skating rink in your backyard, just go for it, because it. But I have an obligation right now, until you reach, until you're out of my house, let's say, I want to I wanna try to do what's best for you as far as I see it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is very much the same way. When you daven, davening doesn't mean, okay, listen, I, you know, I, it's like my, my, my son coming to me and saying, you know, Dad, I, I, you know, Ty, I, I, I begged you, now give me the scooter. Like, no, 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 I don't want to get you the scooter. So, you know, begging me, it, you know, maybe because you begged me, now I'm going to get you a different thing, or I'm going to be extra nice to you, I'm going to feel bad for you, I'm going to, but, but I don't have to give you what you, just because you asked for it, that's not davening. Davening is not that you're expecting HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give you whatever you want. It's like a, like a grab bag, and you take whatever you want because you daven. Davening is you're, you're getting a relationship with the Rabbi Nishalem, you're, you're being mischanin before him, and now you let him decide what's best for you. You don't want to force his hand, because if you force his hand, you know, God, I need to marry this girl, but she's not the right girl for you. She's not, she's gonna, it's going to be horrible for whatever reason. 
So, no, but I don't care. I'm gonna, you're going to force us. You don't want to do that. You want to... The stipler used to say that when you daven for a shidduch, let's say you're going out with somebody, you daven for a shidduch, never say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I want this girl, make it happen. Because you're literally, you know, painting yourself into a corner that you might not want to be in. He says the right lashon is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if it's meant to be, let it go smoothly. If it's meant to be, I don't know if it's for, if, if it's for me or not. It's, that's, you know if it's good for me. But if it's if it is good for me, then and you and it's meant to be, then let it go. So I don't let it go easily. That's the right formula to daven in in general in life. We never you should never ask for things as if you know. I guess I want to be a billionaire. Really, you, you sure you want to be a billionaire? You think it's so gishmak to be a billionaire? It's a tremendous. Uh, you know, it's it's a nightmare for some people to be a billionaire. You just follow the people that win the lotto. I buy the lot of tickets once in a while if I'm in a gas station and I'm in the you know I'm in the mood whatever. Never won yet, Baruch Hashem. But you know it's something that you do. Like, are you sure that you want to win? If you read articles, you Google articles about people that won the lottery. What happens? Do they suddenly become big bali tzedakah and they you know tzaddikim asylum? No, they they generally what happens is they uh, you know suddenly they. They're suspicious of all their friends that they're only friendly with them now because they want a loan or they want a gift. Uh, now they look at their wife that, you know, she was okay when I was poor, but like now I want to I wanna upgrade a little bit so you get rid of your wife. You know, your kids, they disown you. You go on drugs. It's like, it's horrible. And it happens not every time. I'm not saying that, you know, if a from Shemrit and Mrs. would win that that would happen, but... You know, but with Gayim, it's 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 very very common. Uh, if you read like case studies of what happens to people that win the lottery, everybody's like lining up around the block. If they would understand what was really going to happen to them, should they win, they would like they would run far the furthest away from these lottery you know machines, or they or they would rip up their ticket before they would cash it in because it's not so pushing. So you have to daven for the to the Rebbeim that I don't know what's even good for me. I don't know if I, I should be rich. I don't know if I should be, uh, you know, be a doctor. I don't know if I should be a lawyer. I don't know what I, you know, I don't know. So, but, you know, you, if you, you, you say to the Rebbein Hashem, listen, I want, I want to do the Ratzon Hashem. Whatever you feel is good. If, I'm, if I should be a doctor, let me do well in, uh, you know, in, in, in the sciences. Let me do well in the subjects that I want to do, that I'm, I'm trying to do well in. I, let me, you know, sometimes there are guys in yeshiva that they're not doctors. They're just clearly not doctors, but they're going free men. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's such a mistake. They're not they're, they're just for, on so many levels. They're not doctors. They, they don't want to be doctors. They want to do it for the COVID. They want to get the MD on their license plate. They don't really care about all of you. And they're not smart. And they're not doing well in the science. And they're, they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. And like, I'm, I don't want to tell them that they're not doctors. I'm not, I'm not that type of you know, rabbi. But like, you know, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, understands what's the right thing for you and what's not the right thing for you. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally guides you. We had a, a, this year, I think we had a Rabbi Rucham, we learned together, Parshas Lech Lecha, that Rabbi Rucham, that the um, Elimelech, Eved Avram says, after he meets Rivka, he says, um, Hashem Asher Hinchani Baderech. He says, he was like telling over the story about what happened, how he found Rivka, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hinchani, he like led me along the way. Meaning he understood, Elimelech understood that HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally takes you by the hand and leads you places that you don't even know he's taking you to. 
because he's like a father that's caring about his child and he's leading you. If you think that, you know, if you think that when I was your age, I thought in a million years that I'd be a mashkiach in yeshiva, you know, someday, I, w- I would have laughed at you. It's not, it wasn't like, it wasn't in the cards. I had, I had a, a million other cheshbainists, what I was going to be doing with my life. And um, all good, like whatever. I, was, I you know, I, I loved learning, but I also had varied interests in many other fields and whatever. And I was exploring different things. But, you know, if I told you how I got from point A to point, you know, Z, it would be like, it would be like, uh, you know, it's, it's like a Megillah, you know, like you don't, you don't see it. And you're going to have the same experience someday in your life. You know, you think that you're, you know, you're thinking you're going in one direction. Suddenly, all of a sudden, you find that, you know, you thought you were, you were going to live here, you ended up living there. You know, you thought you were going to be doing this as a profession, you ended up doing that as a profession. How did it happen? One step after another, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sort of is like guiding you, almost like, you don't even, you're like literally not even in the passengers, you're in like the... You're like the kid sitting all the way in the back, like of the of the minivan, like you know, by the door. Like you don't even have any shaykhas to to even almost determining where you're going. It's subtle, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes you every step of the way. You know, you thought you were going to do this in life, and then you know suddenly you went there to Israel, and now you want to do that in life, and now you want to do this, and then you meet. You thought you were going to marry this type of girl, you ended up marrying that type of girl. You thought you were going to live here, you suddenly live there. You thought you were going to have this lifestyle, now you have a different lifestyle. Hakadosh Baruch Hu mamish takes you by the hand, hinchani bederach. He he leads you, he guides you, and you don't even realize that you're being. You still think that you have bechir, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And that's because you davened. You davened that HaKadosh Baruch or you should be davening, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help me. B'derech HaTeva. Nothing B'derech HaTeva will happen unless I daven. Davening is so essential. It's not, it's not like a heebie-jeebie thing. I, I'll, I'll live my life B'derech HaTeva, and once in a while I'll, I'll daven. Or when I daven, I'll daven, but like it's not really... Davening is everything B'derech HaTeva. What is L'mayla Menateva? L'mayla Menateva says, Rebuchim, you don't even need to daven. If it's something that's lamalam and ateva, you're not davening isn't even on that level. Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes care of the things that are lamalam and ateva. Davening is teva. It's a fun. It's a chiddush, right? Because you wouldn't think that. You think that oh, spirituality, davening, prayer is something that will affect my my kedusha, my spirituality. The things that are lamalam and ateva, nisim will happen if I pray. No, no, no. Nisim don't happen when you pray. Nisim are beyond prayer. It's a different world. Prayer is the world of Teva. It's baked into Teva that when you daven, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give you Teva. That's what you see right away. Adam Rishon, there was no Teva until Adam Rishon came. He davened. All of a sudden, rain started falling. Grass starts growing because, because he davened. What's davening have to do with, with Teva? Davening is built into Teva. You have to communicate with God in order to make Teva work. Teva works because people are davening. It's interesting, you know, and I read a story about how in the city of Radin, where the Chavetz Chaim lived, the Gayim would, the Gayim understood somehow that wherever the Chavetz Chaim walked, all of a sudden the grass like started like shooting up. The, the, the crops grew wherever he walked. They understood. It was a special, but it wasn't a big city, Radin. They knew where the Chavetz Chaim was. And, um, and so they would sort of like ask him, you know, if they would, if you would mind, like walking through their field, because they recognized that even Gaim were able, and these were primitive Gaim. These were very 
farmers in, in Poland and Rodno, I mean, these are like the lowest of, you know, they're not, these were not, you know, PhDs and, and who knows what. These are very simple people. But they saw that there was a direct correlation between a holy man, a spiritual man, and Teva. Because there is. Teva is, is directly affected by Kedusha, by Davening, by Yerushamayim. Things that are Lamount, Nase, Nisim are something that's beyond Davening. Davening is not in that realm even. So Rabbi Yucham says, a beautiful pshat, he says, This is what um, Hashem says to measure. What are you davening now for? You davening? The yam is not going to stand in front of you. Just go. And with doing so, he was revealing to Meish Rabbeinu the secret of Klai Yisrael. We're living a world, a life of the yam will not stop. The yam will not stand in the way of us. You don't need to daven in, 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 in this world of Klai Yisrael. You're, you're going as the leader of Klai Yisrael. It's not davening. Davening is, is not relevant to Nisim. When you're leading Klai Yisrael, you have to recognize what Klai Yisrael is. You have to realize that it's not Teva. Klai Yisrael are Teva. So it's an interesting thing. Like it, it explains like a little bit of this mystery of what HaKadosh Baruch was telling Meishu Rabbeinu by Kriyas Yamsav, Matitzak Eloi. What do you mean? Isn't it a good thing to daven? You're stopping somebody from davening? Meishu Rabbeinu is davening that the sea would split. That's what I would do. Wouldn't you do that? Like you, you need a miracle, you open up a tillum and you daven. But apparently there is a difference between when we need a, a personal miracle. Like, I don't know if this would be said if, if let's say, Chasr a person is very sick. Or a sick relative or something, and you, you really need a miracle to happen. So obviously you would daven. There's no but Klal Yisrael as a whole were batuach that they they will survive. Klal Yisrael will survive. That is a lamalamanateva dika haftacha. So lamalamanateva tefila doesn't really have a role. Privately, maybe it does because we're not necessarily living personally lamalamanateva. But Klai Yisrael as a whole, when you're speaking about L'mayla Menateba, tefillah is like not the answer, because tefillah is something that's tevadik. It's something that's, that's bound, with, bound into teva. Even though that seems to be very ironic, but that's the way it is. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made tefillah as part of teva, and that's a very important takeaway. First of all, this whole thing is very important for Pesach, uh, to understand the importance of, uh, of, of tefillah, to import, understand the importance of Klai Yisrael living L'mayla Menateva, but it's very important for us to understand when we daven, how our davening affects our, our normal life. Our normal life, everything that happens around us needs davening. Davening is something that um, if we daven, we'll be matzliach. Well, we must now, like you said, it doesn't mean that we'll be matzliach necessarily in the ways that we, we want to be matzliach. That's up to Hashem. But any hatzlocha that we'll find in teva is davening and davening with kavana and davening with full faith. That's another yisai. There's a, a vart that we'll end with. Um, there's a gemara that says that there's 
sometimes you have two people that are in the hospital room together. They both have the same exact symptoms of the same machla. They're same. They're let's say the same age. Ramesh says everything is the same. One of them survives. One of them dies. So the Gemara says, why is it that one of them survived, one of them died? They were exactly the same in terms of their machla. Or he says, two people go legardum. They go to the um, uh, to the gallows. They're both on death row. They're both like mamish. The noose is around both their necks. One of them will actually, uh, you know, get a call from the governor granting him a reprieve, and he he walks. And the other one is killed on the gallows. Why is one killed and one not? Why? What's the difference between the two? So, so the Gemara says, "Shezeh ispalel, v'zeh ispalel, v'zeloy ispalel." One daven and one didn't daven. One daven, one didn't daven. What does it mean? You're, if you're from Jew, let's say they're both from Jews. One of them is in the hospital. He's not davening. You're going to daven. Probably you're going to daven a lot if you're in the hospital. You're on the gallows. You're probably going to daven for Yeshua. So if you look in Rashi, and this is something that Rebellion Lapian points out, Rashi says one word. No, he, said, he says, he says, Zez palo, the Gemara says, Zez palo tefila shlema, palo tefila shlema. One daven, the full davening, and one didn't. So Rashi says, I think he says, miskaving. He has kavano. What is kavana? They both should have kavana, right? They're both. They're, they're, this, if there's a time to have kavana, you know, I might space out tonight by Myra, but I, I'd really like to believe that if it was my last tefillah ever, you know, that I'd, I'd, I'd then maybe muster a little bit of kavana. What does it mean you didn't have kavana? So Rebellion Lapian says a beautiful yisait, and it's such a, so, such a powerful yisait in tefillah. He says, what does it mean that he is nispalot tefillah shlema, and he had kavana? He says, there's two types of people. Of course they both had kavana. But there's two types of people. There are people that they're davening, and this is something that we were like alluding to earlier, their davening is their plan Z. Their plan B, their plan X, their plan Z. It's like, first I'm going to get the best doctors. I'm going to make sure I'm on the best experimental drugs. I'm going to make sure that I have the best lawyers. If, I'm in a, if I have a, you know, a, a court case or whatever, everything, I'm going to get everything perfect. And then, as an afterthought, I'm going to daven. Why not? Can't hurt. I'm going to daven. Davening is a good thing. It's a nice thing. Take out a till when you know, between the, between the, the recesses or between the, the, you know, the different, you know, I'll daven a little bit. There's another person that has, does the same thing. It doesn't mean you have to take a shvacha doctor and a shvacha lawyer. You get a good lawyer, but, the, but I'm davening as a plan A. I understand that the whole, my hatzlacha is going to be totally in my davening. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that's going to give me the Yeshua. Okay, I have to do my eshtadlis. My eshtadlis is getting a normal lawyer, getting a normal doctor, being in a good hospital. But if you put all of your, all of your amuna and all your bitachin in the doctors and a little bit in Hashem as an afterthought, it's not a tefillah shlema. It might work, it might not work, but there's no guarantees. But when a person is able to literally put all of his haftacha, all of his bitachin, all of his amun, all of his, his, everything is in the davening as a l'chatchila, that's going to mean niskavin. He has kavana that this is all. I, I don't have another I have no other king, I have no other Yeshua, I have no other salvation. You're it. 
Now, it doesn't mean to say that I, I don't take medicine. I do take medicine. I do go to a doctor, go to the right hospital, okay? but the main thing has to be davening. And when a person is able to daven like that, it's a different davening. It's a different davening. You're looking for a shidduch. Okay, I'm going to call this shatran, I'm going to go on this thing, I'm going to do the resume, I'm going to go, you know, find an... Uh, all that's wonderful, you should do that. But davening is the main thing. The davening is, is, is 99, it's not 99, it's 100% of it. Then you have to do, the PS is I got to do some ishtablis, because otherwise I can't sit at home and expect miracles to happen, so I do some ishtablis. But the main thing is davening. The main thing is communicating with the Rabbi Yisham. This is what I need, HaKadosh Give me a Yeshua. I need a job. I need refuah. I need Yeshua. I need a, I'm, in a, I'm in a bad situation. Help me get out of it. That's, if a person davens like that, like his life depends on it, that, he's going to be nana. He's going to be, he's going to be answered because HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers people when they daven, assuming that he, he's, he feels that it's the right thing. But, but that's the type of davening that we're talking about. When we're saying that davening affects teva, it only affects Teva if you're davening the right way. Davening, you know, if, if you're davening, you know, in a way that's like not, not the right, you know, you're just doing it as an afterthought or as a hopefully as a Hail Mary, you know, that's not the right way to daven. Davening, if davening is the main thing, then it should work. But again, you know, Michelle, it's, it, it's working, but it's working in the way that Kashvarfa wants it to work. It doesn't always work the way we expect him to do. We're not his puppeteer telling him what, you know, ultimately if you do your shtadlis and you study and whatever and you still didn't do well, for whatever reason, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want you to do well. It's not, it doesn't mean that, it's not a punishment. It's just that there's a reason for it. What's the reason? I don't know, we'll find out. But, but, that's, but that's, uh, that's the way that the Teva works. Teva is totally on davening. Davening is not something supernatural. Davening is something, a very, very natural part of the, uh, of the system that we're living in. Okay,